Salutations, all the nations. Welcome to a suave experience with your boy DD. Welcome to my world. So, we are going to be talking about today, as you read it in the title of this episode, what are the things that God actually hates? So, that's what we're going to be talking about today. But before that, make sure you guys leave a good review on Apple iTunes. Five stars, you know your boy DD deserves five stars. And then also make sure you subscribe to this podcast on whatever podcast platform you so very choose to use. All right, so let's get right into it. This is taken from Proverbs chapter 6, from 16, verse 16. So this is what it says, the six things. Doth the Lord hate? Yea, seven are an abomination unto him, a proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, and heart that devises wicked imaginations, feet that be swift into running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among the brethren. My son, keep thy father's commandment, and forsake not the law of thy mother. Bind them around your neck continually and tie them on thine heart. When thou goest, it shall lead thee. When thou sleepest, it shall keep thee. And when thou awakest, it shall talk with thee. For the commandment is a lamp and the law is a light and reproofs of instructions are the way of life. So, this is one thing that uh, is important to me per se, and I'll actually probably just make this like a seven part series type of thing. Uh, when it comes to things pertaining to God, God is very candid and very straightforward on what he likes and what he doesn't like. He doesn't beat him around the bush when it comes to that type of stuff. He's very clear. And he's very precise. And one thing that is clear that we know is that he does write his commandments and his law on our heart. So we know when we're doing wrong for the most part. So we're just going to talk about the first one in today's episode. And the first one is a proud look. Now, basically, what is a proud look? Now, I ain't talking about the Proud Family from Disney Channel. Y'all know what that is. It's an American sitcom. Uh, But we're going to pull up a definition of what proud means. And most of you guys who are my listeners are intelligent human beings. So I would say that you guys probably know what it is already. But we're just going to pull it up anyways. And... Basically, in its definition, what it entails is someone who is arrogant, someone who thinks they're important, so someone who gets a joy or a kick out of self-importance. So that is what a proud look is. And if we're going to be honest with ourselves, we know already that most people do not even like people who are 
proud, people who are arrogant, people who are pompous or cretin. Most human beings do not enjoy people who are. And think about it in your own life. Anybody who you've met who is arrogant or is self-indulgent or another word would be narcissistic would be the clinical term. You don't want to be around them because they're always concerned about themselves and not about other people. They're always lifting themselves up, propping themselves up. But here's the thing. One thing that I know for a fact is there's nothing wrong with encouraging yourself, okay, if you're feeling downtrodden. But there's a difference between that and then exalting yourself above everybody else. The Bible calls us to esteem others higher than us, higher than ourselves. So that's one thing we know in Scripture is that we must be able to not esteem people high. I mean, to esteem others higher than ourselves and not to esteem ourselves higher than others. Because what that does is when you're proud and when you're a prideful individual, what that does is it makes you the most important thing. And then whatever you need, everybody has to supply it whatever you want, whatever you think is more important than what other people may think. And that's detrimental, not only to yourself, because no man is worthy of glory. But what it really does is it could harm the people around you. For example, say you're a father or mother, and you have this proud look, everything's about you, your kids may feel neglected, they might resent you, as years go on, because you did not look out for them, but you merely just looked on for yourself and your benefit. So that is one thing that we have to understand when it comes to having a proud look, is that it is not something, yes, it's in scripture, and we know it's wrong and God hates it, but it's something that most people would find deplorable. That's why there's certain celebrities that people do not like because of all their pridefulness that they have in their heart that they have to make themselves look better in front of other people could be based on insecurities it could have been genuine where people actually believe that themselves no matter how you spin it no matter how you played it it just doesn't look good and people don't like it and most importantly god doesn't like it because at the end of the day what you're doing is is now the creation who's supposed to be bringing glory glory to the creator is now bringing glory upon him or herself which is not what we're supposed to do what we're supposed to do in ecclesiastes i believe it's ecclesiastes 12 and 13. I'm going to turn it to it. But what we're supposed to do is bring honor and glory to God. That's what he created man for. We're made in the image of God, but we're not are we are not gods. Okay? We're his creations. And if you're in Christ, you are a son of God or a daughter of God, but you are not a god. Right, so that's what it really does, and this is what Solomon says in Ecclesiastes, which is basically means the writings in Hebrew. Uh, 
basically, this is what he says in Ecclesiastes 12. It says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. So what we have to understand is a prideful person and a person who has a proud look they exalt themselves higher than God. I think the first person who ever did that was Lucifer himself. I think it's in Isaiah 16 or Isaiah 14 and 11. And if I can find it, then I'll read it to you guys. And this is why it's important. That's why this is one of the first things that God actually did not like it because he kicked Lucifer out of heaven because of this reason. And this is actually what Isaiah said when he saw it in the vision. He said, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nation? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God, which basically is the other sons of God as well, and God himself. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. Which, If you look into um, Matthew 4, when Jesus was tempted, you can see where what the devil is talking about in his heart based in the scripture. And then this is what he said. I will assign, I will send above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. So what thing is that is very interesting with that is that in the 14th verse, it says that I will send above the heights of the cloud. I will be like the most high. The interesting thing about that is that you're not really supposed to liken yourself to God. And people said, oh, yeah, I thought we were made in his image and in his likeness. Well, there's a difference to being made in an image. So you're a reflection of something, but you're not actually that thing. What he was saying is he wants to be God in that context. So... Or be greater than God, which, if you think about it, it doesn't make any sense because you're the person who God created. So how can you be greater than the person who created the thing? It's like if a laptop can talk and said that I'm going to be greater than Bill Gates, but how could you be greater than Bill Gates when Bill Gates was the one that designed you for his bidding and for the bidding of others? So that's why... God does not like a proud look. That's one of the reasons why he disdains it because it takes away from his glory that is deserved because he already knows that he's the greatest because everything that's in motion, whether you believe in a God or not, so whether you're a new reformed deist, whether you're agnostic or whether you're atheist, all these things that we have, matter, atoms, all these things that we learn through some component of science, we understand that without 
there being a person or an entity to create these things because we know in our daily lives that a lot of the things that we have that are material not talking about earthly material but just regular stuff like your laptop was created by somebody to mirror and reflect because the computer is actually made to reflect the human mind so one thing that we have to understand regarding uh why this is important to god and why it was the first one is because if you're proud and you have a proud look and you think you know everything you're going to discredit god you're not going to give god the glory and the praise that he is honored for and is due unto him because he created all these things a lot of these things that we have is minuscule to him they said that in the scripture that he sits in the throne of heaven and the earth is his footstool so what is interesting is even if you look at environmentalism and i know some people are like yo dd where you're going with this but what happened what's the problem with that is sometimes these people start to praise the creation more than the creator they start to worry about the earth if god wanted to today he could destroy the earth and make another one the earth is not the main focus the main focus is the creator the earth is only here to sustain us that's why he put us here so that we can be sustained because we he made us from the earth so you can't that's why is one thing is why he said that you have to deny yourself and follow him and that's why he said um there's not much to the world but the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life why would you worship the world why would you worship the earth when he created everything and the earth is just supposed to be here to just keep help keep you alive in a sense of sustaining your earthly needs for like food water a place to live and all that sort of stuff so at the end of the day when i'm thinking about it is just we got to understand that we can't focus solely on the creator i mean on the creation you have to focus on the creator because then what happens is is when you have a problem then you start discrediting the rules and the regulations that the creator set up in place you start thinking that maybe i don't need to be fruitful and multiply maybe i don't i can choose who i would whoever i want to marry in a different way or i can go wherever i want i can do whatever i want because at the end of the day i'm the defining factor now here's the thing now god does give free will to every man to do what is fit but the thing is when it comes to sin you cannot sin and it not offend god and it also not offend other people you can't name a single sin out there that doesn't harm anybody else i mean that does yeah that doesn't harm anybody else so every single sin that there is it hurts somebody else and it hurts yourself and then it offends god So it's basically as if there's a trifecta going against yourself when it comes to sin because it doesn't benefit anybody. Yes, there's pleasure to it. We all know that, but at the end of the day you're hurting more people than you are helping more people. So that's why he sent his son 
So when it comes to sin, there's you can see it in people who do these heinous acts, and they don't even have to necessarily be outlandish. It could be as basic basic as telling a lie. Uh, when it comes to that, you can even see that if somebody who would rather lie than tell the truth, they might not have the most fortitude. They might not have the ability. Well, they have the ability to tell the truth. They just refrain because it's easier on them part. And it's easier to sin than it is to uphold righteousness and truth. But at the end of the day, when we look at it, if they take, they're going to take pride in doing what is contrary to scripture when it comes to lying, right? So they continually lie. It's part of them now. And that some people are proud of it. And when it, when it comes with pride, pride is the first sin if you think about it. Because like we said, like I said earlier in Isaiah chapter 14, the devil was the first person to do it. And then in Genesis during the fall, right? The great, it's called the original sin. So if you think about it, Yes, technically the first sin was disobedience, but the reason that they got to that point was because Eve realized that they could be like God, which was a proud and a prideful thing. So if you look in the scripture, I think and Solomon also says uh, a proud look is before destruction and a hearty spirit, hearty or haughty spirit comes before a fall so it starts with that that is exactly why and precisely why he mentions this first if you look at the story in Cain and Abel it's the same concept different story Cain sacrificed something unto God God refused it because it could have been the intent of his heart or a lackluster intent. And then Abel did it the right way. Cain was mad because Abel made him look bad, which God further explains it in the story. And he says, if you just do what your brother's doing, you'll be all right. All right. Like, that's basically all you have to do. But he felt a type of way. He had pride because his brother made him look bad. In front of whom, I don't know, because there's, like, only four people there at the time. Like, I'm not... Like, if he did it today, it would make sense. Like, yo, if, for example, say that they were popular people and... um. Everybody in the world knew who they were. Like, they know now. But everybody in the world knows them in present day. And then Abel, quote-unquote, made him look bad. Then, yeah. But, bro, it's just you, your brother, your mom, your dad, and then God. And God said it um, this way. Is that the sin is waiting to pounce upon you. It's not even there. You have a chance to... Get away from it. You have a chance to walk away from it before it gets too vital. But 
the pride was in him already and he said you made me look bad so then i'm gonna take your life away and it actually troubled him for most of his life and a whole city was made based out of cain's hatred for his brother because of the pride that um presupposed that hatred because of his brother quote-unquote making him look bad in front of others when all he had to do is just do what his brother was doing so to me that's why pride has to be checked a proud look has to be checked and god does not tolerate it is the first thing because if you are proud if you're a narcissist most of the times you think everybody else is trying to make you look bad like for example in that same scripture it talks about you must take the reproach during the end of it because that's what's going to make you better when it comes to a proudful person and when it comes to a person who has pride in their heart they're not going to take the rebuke role because they're going to think oh you just think you're better than me well i'm actually better than you and so on and so forth and they don't have the wherewithal to understand and the self-awareness to understand that what they're doing is actually wrong what they're doing is hindering their growth as an individual and hindering their relationship with god whose son is jesus christ and that's the thing that we have to make it clear straight from the get-go is we have to understand that yeah although we have our problems and although some people have low self-esteem but pride is not a good thing even people who don't believe in a god at all know for a fact that they don't like people who are proud and those people who are arrogant as well so that's all i wanted to say in regards to the first part i'll do every single one of them uh, the next one, I think, if we go in chronological order, let me just pull it right up. But yeah, we're going to do this in order. We're going to do it from start to finish. It's going to be like a part series. And then, yeah, just so you know, like most of what the content I'm going to create just on here, it's going to be Christian content. If you want to hit me up for. Other types of content, other forms of content, you can hit me up on Instagram, some suave food for some food content, and you want to hit me up on YouTube for like fashion and other types of content. I do that as well. But yeah, this is what I'm going to be focusing on from here on out. So sorry to all the atheists out there or agnostics that listen to the show but if you want to learn more i would suggest stick around man if you have any questions just dm me underscore dd the swap kid 15 and i can try to answer your questions if not i will refer you to someone who can so the next one would be a lying tongue so that's going to be next week's episode so Thank you guys so very much for tuning in. This is your boy, Darius D, signing off once again. All right. So chill. Just chill.
to the next episode.